Nation. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema. My name is Beck Charlotte, and with me is my gorgeous co-host Alex J. My name is Alex J. No, cut it out. Um, this is the podcast where we watch all the movies that dudes just can't believe we haven't seen. Yes. Um, Alexia. Yes. It is time where I ask you, how are you? <laughs> Thank you for letting me know and for warning me that that question was coming yeah, up. Yeah, I know. It's I, a big one. I it's would not have been prepared. Yes. Barbara Walters out here. <laughs> I'm preparing, making my guests comfortable. <laughs> She's a real Oprah. Okay, look, I thank you so much for creating a safe space to answer this question. I am well. How are you? I'm good. Good. <laughs> now that's out of the way. We did it. <laughs> what, Beck, what have you watched this week? What do you recommend? Oh, my God. So I have a two-parter recommendation. Nice. So if you haven't been following the Patreon, um, we have been doing uh, deep dives on boy bands. Yes. Um, and a little while, like, I think it was like, oh no, this week we did take that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that we were like, really, I think we've done all of them. I think Ooh, they're that's all, all the boy bands. done. Uh, and then the other night, uh, I was scrolling through Amazon prime and I noticed that the Jonas brothers have a new documentary out. What? Um, so I was like, okay, I've got to give this a gander and see if this is worth deep diving onto. Um, And I can safely say these three men, I'm sure they are lovely, are the most boring (laughs) motherfuckers I have ever stumbled across. But you have to watch this documentary because it's so funny because they're just three good Christian boys who got famous pretty much. They just like... Uh, turned like 13 years old and got like a record they strummed deal. strummed a guitar and they were yeah. on. <laughs> With Columbia, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they're on the Disney Channel two yeah. years later and they're like then doing like world tours, right? Right. But they, <laughs> they try and make it out like <laughs> it was like really punk and emotional <laughs> and it's just so funny. <gasps> it's so fucking funny. One day I woke up and I thought maybe God doesn't love me that much. But then yeah. he said he did and everything was fine. It was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. They're like, you know, there was a period where like we weren't talking for, you know, a number of years and we have to like go back and get into that. What they go back into is like, oh, yeah, they were all working on separate projects. <laughs> and we're no longer part of the, the Jonas Brothers had disbanded. And they were just working on their own successful projects. Shock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's fucking. How did they get through it? So funny, and it makes them. It's all produced by them, so they're (laughs) like they're trying to come across as like so likable and like you know we're just like you. We've struggled, and they don't nail it. It does not stick the landing. Where's the struggle, boys? (laughs) Oh my god! To what? Like my recommendation is to watch that, Mm -hmm. and then watch the One Direction documentary and see how they knock it out the park, making these boys. Like seem like the nicest people on the planet, like just the best people ever. Can we please do Jonas Brothers on Patreon? Oh my god! Is there enough to talk about? I think there might be. Let me go in. Yes, actually, I think. Oh yeah, no, there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Generally, we were like we watched it before we went to bed, and then as we were falling asleep, I couldn't stop giggling (laughs) about just like most of the things that Nick Jonas said. Like he's just someone who's like just so not self-aware. 
I have a real gripe with Nick Jonas. Yes, I do. A personal gripe that I I, I feel like I should air here, but just I just don't like him, and I've always had a thing against him because this is so ridiculous. But for the 25th anniversary of the Les Misérables concert, they did a big 25th anniversary special, and as a pop culture grab to the teens of the world, they cast Nick Jonas as Marius, and he. Sucked Fucking so hell. hard. He sucked so hard, and I'm a purest Lamez fan. Like since I was a baby. Yes, Marius is one of the most beautiful roles in any musical of all time. And then they fucking put Nick Jonas in there, and ah, I just I was I hate him so. So Nick, if you're listening, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> oh, That's you all. will you will love this documentary. It's called Chasing Happiness. <laughs> And that they made it, that makes that title even more beautiful and delicious. Chasing happiness. Oh, God. It was so awesome. Great. Everyone, please watch it. Please watch it and tell me all of your thoughts on it. It was one of the scandals, like, one day they were just like, maybe we should be called the Jonas siblings, and then that took, like, a whole year of arguments. Oh, that would have actually been exciting compared to what they fucking talk about. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. Can I tell you a spoiler that we cut out? Yes. So... Oh, that's so good. Oh. Anyway, so well, we'll leave that in for our Patreon main feed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for the ad free. Ad free, get ad- over patreon.com. Yeah, no, sh- <laughs> no shade to anyone that has diabetes, but it's a very. Oh, God, no, of manageable. course. But it, yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't deserve. <laughs> I can I, ju- I can just see exactly how they built that up. Yeah, like you said, towards an eating disorder or cancer or something. It's like it's an easily medicated disease. Yeah, easily, <laughs> that's um. all they have. Okay, uh, so you can find that story on the Patreon. Mm. <laughs> uh, did you say you had a double header this week? Oh, that was the double header. Was Great. chasing happiness, then followed up by the One, <laughs> one direction, direction as a palate cleanser. What was One Direction's one called? Oh, I can't. Hold on, let me look it up. Finding happiness, maybe. <laughs> doing happiness better i feel like it might be like one day this is us oh yeah uh yeah 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 uh one direction this is us nice yeah that's heaps better way better <laughs> <laughs> okay all right next now to my favorite part to my favorite part no my favorite part it's all of our favorite parts i'm sure fine <laughs> don't you guys love hearing us tell you nice people have said nice things about us yes nice people say nice things it's where the cinemates say nice things and then we say them back to them (laughs) (laughs) we're still workshopping we'll get a sting it'll it's (laughs) in the works okay so first person to say nice things to us is ben on our patreon hi Uh, ben on the ruby sparks episode he says i was a bad cinemate and didn't take your recommendation to watch the movie before listening to this i'd never heard of it and looked up the synopsis on wikipedia which described a guy literally writing a girl into existence and then getting mad that she developed her own agency and i recognized a lot of the red flags brought up on your pod over the years 
Yay. Love that. Thank you so much. We feel fulfilled. Uh, And then he says, in my defense, my time has been consumed by finally watching Ted Lasso. Thanks in part to the two of you recommending it. The abundance of characters supporting each other reminded me of both of you always being so supportive of each other. Thanks for recommending such a positive thing. Benjamin. Benjaminister. (laughs) Is your full name? Oh, and absolutely. If I had the choice to fill my time between Ruby Sparks and Ted Lasso, it's Ted Lasso. 100%. Oh, you made you made the correct choice, Ben. You yep. are not a bad cinemate. You are a good cinemate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of good cinemates, yes, we've got two good cinemates this week. Wow, what a club! Yes, Gemma wrote in on the Patreon. Uh, she said, "Longtime listener, but only recently joined the Patreon, and I'm loving the extra content." Yay, Gemma! Thank- Goodness. Uh, my walks to work are so much more fun with you ladies in my ears. Aww. This has been a lovely nice people say nice things. That's so great. Thank you, Gemma. And we hope Thank you're you having a lovely walk to work this morning. Yes. Um, we hope that you have a fantastic day. Yes. Whatever your work is, if it's retail, I hope there's no cunts. Yes. Um, and we love you. We love you. Okay, so shall we get into the reason we're all joined here today? Oh my goodness, yes. So today (laughs) we are talking about James Bond, No Time to Die. There's no time. There's no time. There's no time, but apparently they had nearly three hours. There's three hours of time. To tell this story. (laughs) My goodness. No time to die, but a fuck ton of time to tell this story. Ooh, baby. Um, <laughs> so uh, if anyone doesn't know, this is the new James Bond movie that has just come out mm. in cinemas. Um, we will be spoiling yeah. the shit out of this, okay? So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, apologies. If you just want an hour-long summary of it, you've come to the fucking right place. Yeah, guess what? It's a third of the amount of time <laughs> yeah. that it takes to watch the movie, so I recommend this. <laughs> instead so Beck, what did you think this movie would be about okay so because in our history we have watched goldfinger yes and casino finger can't can't not (laughs) um i listen i re-listened to uh the casino royale episode did you and we still managed to sing the goldfinger (laughs) song like three times (laughs) (laughs) isn't it um so, look, I already knew the format of James Bond. He's the man. He wears suits. Uh, he And watches. And watches, yes. He has guns as well. Mm. There's always uh, a someone who's very popular in music at the time when the movies come out. They get them to do a track yes. for the movie. Um, and Tick, tick, tick so far. Yeah, yeah. And there's often a sexy girl in mm. a cocktail dress and there's bad people, um, there's always an Eastern European villain to this day. Yep. To this fucking day. Let in- indecipherable accented Eastern European <laughs> villain. Oh, my God. Um, Again, tick, tick, tick. You're literally nailing this entire movie. Yeah. Uh, and he says the shake and not stir thing every single movie. Yes. Every single one. Yeah. Did you have any idea what the plot would be for No Time to Die? Um, or what would happen in it or anything like that. No, I assumed someone would actually die. Mm, even though they had no time. Even though they had no time. You think they'd find the time? Yeah. I, I knew that some people would die in this, in This fact. should be called James Bond. Find some time to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, can't find a lot of time around dying. <laughs> it's time consuming. Um, so that is what I knew. Okay. What about you? I had no idea because I've like – 
I've what actually I don't know if I've told you this, but I've just apropos of the podcast watched a James Bond recently. What? Just with when my was this? partner who likes James Bond. We watched which fuck I don't even remember which one it was called. I think it was what's the one that Adele did the song to? Skyfall. I think it was Skyfall. Which one is the one? So this is the one that again spoilers. Blah blah blah. Uh, the one that. Judy Dench's M character dies in. Oh. Might I be Skyfall. Don't anyway. know. Because there's Skyfall and then the Spectre. So it's Casino Royale, Skyfall, Spectre, and then this one. Okay. I think it was Skyfall. Okay, cool. Um, so, but I still was very confused about the timeline of everything. I didn't know which if Casino Royale came before another one, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I just basically assumed I knew Judy Dench wouldn't be in it. And that's all I knew, actually. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I had no idea what. I had no idea what to expect. Yeah, from because it's also like the excitement around this movie is it's Craig's last Bond. Yes, He's I a- did know that as well. Okay, yeah, only because Skip told me on the car ride to the movies. I was like, Luke also told me on the car ride to the movies. Disappointing. No, they're just looking out for us, really. They're dudes. We're dating dudes. I mean, but like, (laughs) so I knew that and I knew that there was a big lead up to this movie because they made it like four, five, three or four years ago. Oh, wow. And the release kept getting pushed back because of COVID. Oh, no. So it actually was released like three years after they wrapped filming. Um, Poor but, Daniel Craig is just like I just I want to move on with dude, my life. I was that's what I was saying to Luke on the way home. I'm like that poor man has had to. This is his last film of Bond. He's done. He's over it, and he has to keep doing three years of promo for it, mm. and he has to keep it tight that whole time too. Fuck. Like all he would want to do, I imagine, is just retire his body from the James Bond franchise. Yeah. He's like 52, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so for three years he's been like, he's had to do like a Kamel Nanjiani and just like keep it tight because he can't turn up to a Bond premiere not looking like Bond, yeah. you know? Oh, my God. Poor man. Well, our heart goes out to you, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Daniel and all of your um. many millions of dollars <laughs> that I imagine you have. All right, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Bond, any thug can kill. I have to know I can trust you. Well, I understand double O's have a very short life expectancy. <laughs> You are a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Is this really what you want? Always alone? The mission that changes everything begins. Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His peace is short-lived when his old friend Felix Lita from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond onto the trail of mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. I mean, that's pretty, like, ambiguous if you don't want to give anything. Yeah, which I guess they don't at this point. Yeah, I guess. Um, so, Beck, for anyone who hasn't seen this film, how would you describe Your oh, Time to Die? Okay, I would describe that, look, you probably should see Spectre before this because mm. the first – I mean, throughout this entire film, there is references to Spectre that I'm just like, I don't know what you would – 
I don't know who you are. About. I mean, I kind of get it. It's a society of a lot of bad people who are very powerful. Um, and you, you, I'm guessing, didn't do your job in the last movie. Well, so- remember that was the thing that Bond's bad at being a spy? Yes. <laughs> and he's still like, okay, I will say in this, he is like, better at it but he's also retired so yeah. <laughs> i'm like are you he's kind of, he's phoning it in at some points for sure <laughs> yeah he's yeah like, yeah got jamaica on his mind <laughs> so specter like uh are still like running about causing trouble um, i'll be honest i didn't know really that specter was even an organization until like right at the end of the film oh uh, i right, thought it was right. a person for a while because they've all got weird names and shit yeah i mean i'm making assumptions so i haven't looked <laughs> into knows? it to be honest so <laughs> fucking knows um uh i mean it's got it's got all the james bond uh traits mm. it's very similar to every other james bond movie um except the ending is different because it's his last james bond movie and there's a lot of great performances in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this isn't a very funny synopsis. <laughs> Should we? Sp- we've said the spoilers. Yes. He dies at the end. He, d- he dies at the end. Yeah, which we will talk about. Oh, we will talk about. Um, um, yes. Okay. We. I have to ask. Were you expecting him to die at the end? No, because okay. he never dies. Yes, he's got no time to die. <laughs> They really he's too busy for misled it. us. For like 50 years, he's been too busy. And um, I did know that. I checked with, with Luke before and I was like, has a Bond ever died like it before the next actor plays Bond? And he said, no. So, this is a, so I wasn't expecting him to die or oh. I was expecting him to like we, we pull away right before the explosion happens so that there's definite potential that he yeah. got away or something. Yeah. Um. But not in the way that it happened. Okay. Yes. I had a feeling when they, because as soon as they introduce another 007. Yes. Yes. I was like, oh, I don't, it really heightened the stakes because I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to make it through this. Yeah. Because we know there's going to, we don't know if the handoff is going to happen outside of the film or within the universe of the film. Yeah. As soon as that the new 007 was there, I was like, oh, fuck, she's going to play Bond next. Yeah. Like, she's the next one. Everyone keeps asking who's – obviously it's her. Yeah. But then things happen and she re- ends up relinquishing the 007 back to him when he gets rehired and yeah. stuff. So, oh, who knows? It was really like the stakes kept getting higher and higher and higher. And I think mm. the moment where I knew he was going to die was at the end – He's like in a circular hallway mm-hmm. and he turns around and points his gun. He does the thing. As if to be like one last time. And I was like, oh, no. And I, that was the moment I was like, he's going to die. Oh, like, wow. This is him saying goodbye. Oh, I just got a chill. Yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up on that at all. I like To the last second, I was like, he's going to get out of this. Like he has yeah. to. He's Bond. Uh, and then the way that, again, the way that he dies, like you see his body being blown up like yeah not like in a gross way but like it's there's no way he got out of that yeah I can't believe it and I was like well maybe this is the end of Bond but right at the end they do the thing that they do at the end of every Bond which is Bond will return or something this is yeah, yeah title yeah. card this is Bond will return so who knows if it's I I'm very excited to see wait even not as a Bond fan just like how they work that 
Yeah. So is the next Bond not going to be someone called James Bond? Well, this is the big debate me and Skip had in the car on the way home. Mm, are you um, guys okay? No. All right. We are getting a divorce. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed this things had moved out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we literally have put down like multiple bets on oh, what's happening okay. in the next slide because we feel so differently. Fill me in. So I uh, am like pretty convinced that the – new double O that we met in this universe will be the next James Bond. Okay. However, her name is not James Bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that look, throws the spanner in the works. Sure. But Skip had a good argument that um, each new James Bond exists in a new, like a new universe. Okay. Much like the Spider-Man films. Okay. Until recently when they've been meshing the universes together which Mm -hmm. is messy and hurts my little girl brain it's it's very rude of them (laughs) very rude but like there's no like acknowledgement of like uh you know pierce brosnan in this or sean connery or like everyone is like happens like separately so he's like i imagine the next chain bonds will do the same yes because also it's not like the marvel universe where all of these universes have been written together Mm. in previous comic books sure yeah and so it's like it would really muddy the waters mm. and make it really difficult. Okay. So I'm like, mm, it could be the case. But that's still, I guess my question with that is like, but Pierce Brosnan's bond didn't die and like yeah. Sean Connery's bond didn't die. It's just when there was a new actor came in, it was just assumed they're the same character. Yeah. But see, the thing is with this, he died. Oh, you know what they might do if I could jump in on this betting situation you guys have? Yes, absolutely. I don't know how like, strict you are with repayments and breaking legs and stuff, but we can work out the details later. What if they don't call the movies James Bond from now on? They're called 007. Oh. And it's just a new actor being 007 each time. Interesting, because like I... <sighs> like they're just diverging away from it being James Bond and more about the 007. Yeah, that could be that could be something. I will say this, and I don't like that I'm saying this. Okay. This movie has charmed me. Yeah. I don't know how you – but this movie has charmed I me. I feel charmed. Yes. Charmed is a really good way to describe how I feel about this film. Yeah, because mm. before I was like, this guy's a dumbass. Yeah. Like, I get these and movies are cool. A bit of an asshole. Yeah. Dumb asshole. Yeah. Um. This one felt different. Yeah. Should we get into that? Let's get into it. So, what? Why, why were you charmed by this? What was different? I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked this movie. Yeah. It was like a lot of unexpected twists and turns and there wasn't like the same thing of like a double cross, another double cross, a double double cross. Yeah. Like yeah. it was like it didn't take like the usual turns. There was also like a lot more diversity on screen, which mm. I really liked. And I think awesome. the franchise benefited from that a lot. Mm. Um, he's like not like a uh, womanizer so much. Mm. This is a really nice love story in it. Yeah. Yeah. I found that his character was humanized so much more in this one than yeah. the other two Craig bonds i've seen and i think that's beautiful that they did that because it's like a, it's a, it's it's sent this movie is like a send-off to daniel craig's bond right yeah. and so it's like a tribute to him so i really really liked that they yeah finally did stuff to humanize him because it's a, a nice love story and it's also so i didn't realize this but that woman that he's in love with madeline she was inspector yes yeah that was the one part i was like yeah. i'm missing a big I've, chunk here i haven't seen any of their courtship yeah. <laughs> and 
apparently she her being in her name's Leah something her being in the Spectre and this one is the first time a lead female role has appeared consecutively in the whole of the Bond history Whoa. in two consecutive films apart from like say Judy Dench and all that but like the leading lady of yeah Bond. yeah yeah the one that usually has a name that's like yes big pussy I'm not <laughs> I'm not on my improv today flaps McGee McGee <laughs> <laughs> that one was from the 70s yeah 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 <laughs> it's an old bond um yeah and so i look yeah i love that they had that love story where he wasn't womanizing i don't think we saw him hook up with anyone else in the film yeah. apart from her mm. whereas normally at the beginning you see him like bedding like all these beautiful women and it's always golden and you know but this one it was just her and yeah there's this lovely story about how they get back together and Turns out he's fathered a child. Yes. Yeah, I just, yeah, this made him way more human. And I think that's what charmed me. Yeah. But in terms of just plot itself, so much easier to follow. Mm. Though definitely things like we were saying, like with how I hadn't seen Spectre, so I knew. But I could tell which bits I wasn't meant to get. Yeah. And I just let them wash over me and I didn't, like, stress on them too much. Mm. And it was, like, clear enough that I could still get through the movie without that knowledge. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I also say the acting in this oh, was so good. So good. Everyone brought their goddamn A game for this. Yeah, really did. Like, yeah, no one was average. Everyone was all actually. <laughs> okay, let's talk cast. The one average performance, and I hate to say it, I wasn't super impressed or blown away by Rami Malek's Really? Role. Yeah, I will say that. I... I hate to say this, Alex, but I disagree. That's fine. No, um, no, no. I take it all back. It's trash. <laughs> okay, speak on that. Why do you love him so much? I think that Rami Malik is someone who, like, he just he does a really good villain, mm-hmm. and like he he was scared. I was scared of him on screen. Okay, like, and I think that's what it's meant to invoke, and yeah. like he. Also, this is so petty, but, like, him acting with a child on screen, he did it in a way that was really, like, respectful Mm -hmm. and, like, gave me no creepy vibes, like, whatsoever. And also, like, a lot of this, uh, this is so, I don't know how this is going to sound, but, like, as well, like, there was a lot of, like, physical contact, like, where he's, like, holding Mm -hmm. this little girl or, like, sitting next to her and, like, stroking her hair and stuff. And it's like he did it in a way that was like menacing and creepy and not like I'm going to kidnap this girl and yeah. make her my wife. Like, no, I, I absolutely agree with that actually. Yeah, at no point I was always worried for the girl, but I wasn't like, oh, God, what, you know. Yeah. If, she, if, if she ends up staying there with him, is he get, she going to be a child bride or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always like, yeah, he played that like he he has his psycho way of actually caring for this child. Yeah. Um, But – yeah, I wouldn't obviously trust him to have a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just more like I thought the prosthetics was great. The makeup was very scary and menacing. He looks awesome. I do like Rami Malek. I think he's a great actor. And um, he was on. He hosted SNL a couple of weeks ago, and they had a. He was great. Yeah, he had a great, <laughs> a great time. And like, yeah, I think he's a great villain because he's got that scary kind of like hollowed eyes look. Yeah, but just like. Upon reflection, I was like, mm, I don't know what they could have done differently, but 
it was just kind of more like he had a funny accent and looked creepy to me as opposed to his actual acting was creepy. Right, right, right. For me, it was just more about the, yeah, slight European accent and (laughs) the makeup. So That's fair enough. But still... The weakest link in, for me, but in a very strong cast, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So still light years above other shitty casts. Yeah. So, so yeah. And that's my one criticism of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, who are your favourites? List um, them. Uh, I tell you who I loved, and I can't remember her name in the movie or in real life, but the, the agent at the beginning. Paloma. Paloma. She, okay, her name is Anna de Armas and everything I've seen her in, I have adored. She's in Knives Out and okay. she's in another movie uh, with Ryan Gosling where she plays like a robot that ah. he falls in love with. Blade Runner of 2049. Oh, she's the robot. Is, yeah, is that, yes, oh my God. I think so. Let's, is that her? Let's have a look at cast, please. It is. It is. It is? I've just remembered. Yes. Yes. I was like, Anna de, what's her name? Anna, Anna de, de Amos. Amos. Yeah, that's um, her. Well spotted. Yeah. Everything I've seen her in, she's fantastic. And particularly in this, I really loved, her character was different from what we've seen yes. in the Bond movies of like, she wasn't just like all over it and yeah, just like. cool and you know, cool, catchy lines and yeah. Yeah. She was like kind of like messy and yeah. like nervous about stuff and really wanted to like impress James Bond. Bond yeah. Like, cause he's like kind of her boss <laughs> like, or he's her superior or like hero in this field. Yeah. The, the first thing she says to him, she's already like kind of like jittery and like super nervous energy. The first thing she says to him is like, this is the biggest job I've ever had. Yeah. And I was really taken aback by that. Cause I'm like, wait, isn't this, Bond, like everyone's good at their jobs yeah. all the time and shows no, you know, insecurity or anything. And so that endeared me to her like straight away. Yeah. Like, she's a cool character. She was fucking great. And like her fight scenes were Ooh, phenomenal. That dress. Yeah. When she does like, okay, she did this like sidekick. Yes. Yes. Around. I, yeah. And I was like, I want to be a stunt woman. But, like, <laughs> that, I was, that's like, it. That's it. That's what I'm doing. A new career. <laughs> Like genuinely so, so See, good. Nina has a course <laughs> weekend workshop I can do. Yeah, she, I'd say, she, and I was really, I was, I assumed we'd see her again because she was so good and they gave her such a cool character, but she doesn't come back. I was really sad. Maybe she'll come back in future. Hopefully. Films. Um, yeah, she was, she was, <laughs> she was great. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Um, okay, who else did you like? Okay, um, next up is the little girl. Uh, that little girl. Shh. So fucking cute. So cute. I couldn't stop looking at her. But like also she was acting. She was actually acting. She's like three. Yeah. She was actually, how did they get that out of her? I, what is her process? Hold on, I gotta look up her IMDb. <laughs> How has she already got an IMDb? That's nuts. She doesn't have a photo on this. She's literally, this is her first and only acting role. And she was like, a lot of the time it was just like, because I think with kids on screen, you can often tell like someone's just trying to like distract them. Yeah, off camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And she never like looks off camera. No. She's always like, she knew where the camera was and where to flash those big blue eyes. Yes. Like, and there was points like when Rami's holding her behind that 
weird table on the ground. Yeah. He's, he's, I don't know, he has like long speeches, like long lines, like mm. one take lines. And she is acting the whole time. Yeah. I expected it to like cut between because they've, you know, she probably started crying or, res- you know, being wriggly or whatever. But no, like for minutes on end, she was in it. Yeah. Ugh. Phenomenal. What's her name? Do you know? Uh, Lisa Dora Sonnet. Cute. Um, phenomenal. Speaking of those baby blues, so um, there were two points in this movie where I guessed something <gasps> before Luke did. What did you guess? Well, I just wanted to brag about that because I think <laughs> I think I'm without realizing it, getting good at watching movies and like following plots and stuff. Because this used to be my downfall in yeah. life. That's why we started this podcast because I hate it. But there was just like I wasn't – I didn't have any questions during it. Like I said, I could choose – I knew which bits I had to focus on, which bits I didn't. Um, but, yeah, there were two moments where – and he's, he's going to hate me saying this um, – where I guessed things, plot points, before he did. And I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, my love. Thank you. Um, so one moment was – so she says to Bond, uh, Madeline says to Bond, she's not yours. Like the kid isn't yours. Don't worry. And so for a while we're led to believe that it's not Bond's child. Yeah. But then once we start seeing the kid more and there's this one shot and it, this is what the shot's meant to do, I imagine, mm. where it's just straight down her baby blues and then straight back to his baby blues. Yeah. And then I leaned over and I was like, I reckon it is his kid because like they've got the same eyes. Yes. Yeah. And Luke was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, Madeline says to him, she's got, got your, your eyes. eyes. Fuck yes. I'm so looking to go. Um, but yeah, the baby blues, just gorgeous and perfect casting. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's his actual kid. Oh, my God. Could you imagine as a casting agent, your whole <laughs> day is filled up by getting in kids with giant blue eyes? Oh my okay. god! Literally the best day, dream job ever, dream job. I'll I'll pay you to do that. Yeah, I'd be like, can you say Mr. Bond? Oh, can my you gosh. say something in a French? <gasps> They'd be French too because she speaks French. Oh my god, little French babies with blue eyes. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I am pregnant right now. Okay, congratulations by the way. That's yeah, exciting. Thank you so much. Um. Um, but I will, uh, I have to lament on something though, because mm-hmm. I didn't see this with you. I saw this, we saw this with our partners as we, we have to promised after the last after Shang-Chi kerfuffle. Oh my God. We got in big trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> um, I, I went to the bathroom and I didn't get any text updates while I was in the bathroom. Are you fucking serious? Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um. I guess we're getting divorced as well. Yeah, I think that's only fair. You know what's crazy? What? Is I, Alex went to the bathroom and I texted him when he missed and he came back and he said, don't text during the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry that I love you. (laughs) I'm sorry that I wanted you to have a good time. Actually, that happened too. Luke went to the bathroom and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the best girlfriend. And then it turns out he didn't have his phone with him. So he uh, just read them while the movie that he was watching was going on. And then he got confused. And I f- actually, I fucked it up actually by doing that. No, you didn't. But yeah, that threw me. I was like, do you, 
even love me because like when yeah. Beck and I saw a movie together, she texted she me, me updates when I went to the bathroom and like and I know she loves me, so like that's the bar. Yeah. Where and you sit. These are your favorite movies that are clearly very important to you. <laughs> I guess more important than me. Yeah. Fucking hell. That's what it comes down to. <sighs> All right, that's all of my gri- gripes about my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both single. <laughs> we're both single. <laughs> Exciting. Um oh, okay, another actor that I loved in this. Mm. Billy Magnuson, who played Ash. Oh, yeah. I love this man. I He was great. Lo- like he has such like an elastic face. Mm. And like really has what I would like to describe as a naturally punchable head. Oh, absolutely. And like does a really fucking oh, how good, good job. Good that would feel oh, playing these characters so i've never seen him before what is he in other stuff yes he's in a bunch of stuff he's in uh into the woods oh i haven't um, seen that but i've heard good things i haven't seen it either but he's also in like the big short game oh. night he also appears on a lot of tv shows okay. um like he was in the unbreakable kimmy schmidt okay uh, in black mirror um just like yeah a bunch cool. a bunch of stuff and I think he was also in Scream Queens. Okay. I could be totally wrong, but... Um, I mean, he's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. That, be- that, that Hollywood look. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that pun- punchable Hollywood punchable. look. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, I would say, like, very light Martin Screlly vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can see that, yep. Of, like, someone you just, like, ugh. Yep, definitely. Um. But he also turns it on as well. He can turn it off and turn it on. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, he did great. He was a great unexpected villain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great double cross. Um, and not an Eastern European villain. So. No, weird. Woo! Weird. <laughs> Nuts. Daniel. Okay. Actually, no, let's talk about Madeline before we get to Daniel. Yes. Who okay. is played by Leah Seduch. Seduch. Oh, I'll say it in the Australian way. Leah Sedokes. Leah Sedokes. Yeah. Uh, who plays Madeline Swan. Um, and uh, what did you think of her? I liked her. I really liked her. I also- and her constantly running nose. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Every time she cries. It was just to make it realistic, but every time she cried, there was a drip coming out of her nose. I was going to get that woman a tissue. I mean, realistic though. Finally. Yeah, true. Putting (laughs) real women on the screen. Represented in crying. (laughs) She was great. Yeah, I loved her. She had like a lot of range too. Mm -hmm. And she was also like very good at like um, being powerful in a way that wasn't like, overbearing yep um yeah there was like a subtlety to her character that i really liked yeah me too yeah and her fashion i fucking loved her wardrobe that last outfit she wears with the white pants and the like the thin brown belt like 90s style Ugh, she looks incredible very chic can i tell you probably the one problem I had with this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm about to tell you the same thing. Really? Yeah. And this diverges from our James Bond wasn't shit in this one. Because mm-hmm. there was one moment where actually five years where he was a little shit and I hate him. His lack of communication with Madeline 
one where at the beginning of the film when he assumes that she's double-crossed him and she's trying to tell him that she hasn't and then he just sends her away and doesn't talk to her again for five years. Yes. There's no asking. There's no sit-down conversation about it. There's no, like, text checkup later, like, sorry for blowing up. Yeah. Do we want to process this together? Nothing. Mm. And then it turns out she didn't double cross him. Yeah. And then just like had his baby. Had his fucking baby. By herself. Because he told her to fuck off. Yeah. I was very disappointed in him in that moment. Because mm. it's something I didn't notice in the movie, but then I read about later. There are little uh, hints or foreshadowing that she is pregnant. Yes. During that. Did you pick up on that? Yeah. When <gasps> like she touches her stomach. She touches her stomach on the train. Yeah. And then in the car, she says to him, there's something I need to talk to you about. And he assumes that's her confessing that she's double crossed him. But then people are like, no, she was probably going to be like, dude, I'm pregnant. Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah. But instead he's like, you're a bitch and I hate you. Get yeah. on that train and out of my life. Bye. If he just sat down and talked to her. If only. What were you about to okay. talk about? That is not what I was actually going to say. Okay. Um, I was going to say, look, one issue that I had with the casting on this was the very obvious age difference uh, between uh, yes. James Bond and Madeline. Madeline Swan. Um, look. In real life, it was way less than I thought. Oh, really? Yeah. So she's 36. Oh. I thought she was 22. God, she looks in her 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well done, Leah. Yeah, yeah. It's French. They just have yes. beautiful skin. Um, okay. But so anyway, because she looks 22. She does. And he looks 52. He, he looks dead does. on his age. Yeah. He looks like he's in his fifth Bond film. Yeah. Like that's the age he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like a little creeped out by those scenes. Oh, yeah. Of them hooking up. Because then also like she's like telling him about when she was a kid and she fell through the ice and he's probably thinking, wow, I was like 30 when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that something that I should look into about myself? No, no, uh, no. it's fine. Age is just a number. (laughs) Okay, well, 36 to 51, that's pretty standard in these days of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Nailed Um, it. Put that on a (laughs) fucking T-shirt. Yeah, yuck. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's good. I'm glad. Yeah, because also like. But then when they're like, oh, she's like a very like qualified psychologist, I was like, okay, well, she has to be a bit older than I originally <laughs> thought. Well, maybe in France they start uni at like the age of 10. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy over there. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all our French listeners. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> kind of thought and like kind of what you were saying earlier about the format of this film, this felt more than the other two Craig movies I've seen. This felt more old school Bond format. Like there's more like devices and like tongue in cheek humor and it was just easier and more palatable. It wasn't trying to be super clever or anything. It was just yeah. felt like Bond. Oh my God. I just realized, I just remembered, sorry, what happened at the end that he got infected with the, that was fucking heartbreaking. Yes. Oh my god! I forgot about that part of it. Yeah, and so he's oh. like, "You can never touch you, Madeline again, or your daughter, or your daughter. You will kill them if you touch them." Mm. What did you think about that whole storyline of the new weaponry and stuff? I, oh, I look. I will say when they started, when it started out, I kind of like rolled my eyes at being like, "Can we stop doing plots around 
diseases and infections. Yeah. I get it. I, I, and also this, actually, this was all shot before COVID. Before COVID. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, sorry, I've just realised that in the moment. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting that they fucking knew. Oh, my God. Rami Malik knew about COVID before oh, everyone else. Whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was a little bit like, oh, can we not? This biological warfare stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then the, it really wasn't like. No. So focused on too much. Yeah. Did you understand it? Do you think? Did you get it? Kind of. It took like, and I think they also did a good job of like having to explain it three different times. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, thank God. They Me really, too. yeah, had felt the need to break this down. Yeah, they could tell that I was like, hmm? Mm-hmm. For about an hour of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, just break it down for me. But they did. They had to drip feed it in all these different scenarios and dialogue expositions. I really liked it. I When they started it, I didn't have the eye roll of like the diseases thing. I had an eye roll of like, oh, this is going to be an overcomplicated technological talk. Like they're just trying to like swing their dicks around and stuff like as in the movie is trying to appear super clever. But it was actually pretty easy to understand at the end. And then the fucking payoff that Bond got the antibodies or whatever for his own wife. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. Heartbreaking. Mm. Real sad. Did you get sad when he died? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Cause I really was up to that moment, really wasn't expecting that to happen. Um, but I think that's a really good plot po- plot device or plot point because I don't know what, like the, if they needed Bond to die, I don't think he could get just murdered by like a gun. Yeah. I don't think that's enough for him. He had to get like blown up or something. Yeah, by 20 missiles. Something huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it had to be obviously a way that he couldn't have then be assumed he might have gotten out of. And I also love that they did. he did it on his terms. He chose to stay there. Yeah. Like he probably could have maybe gotten out, but once he learnt that he has the disease to kill his wife – he then decided, well, I can't keep going, so I'm just going to die here. Yeah. And to have Bond go out on his own terms kind of was pretty cool. That was, yeah, I really, really liked that yeah. as well. And I also liked the shot that they did where he, the final shot, oh. he looks directly into the camera as if to say, bye, bitch. See ya. And I was like, I love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and just like that moment you said where he – points the gun turns and points a gun down a tunnel like a, uh, that yeah. was just like oh my god that's so cool yeah I didn't think of that as a way of him saying goodbye but it was a beautiful tribute yeah it yeah. was a very nice wrap up yeah to Daniel Craig's bond yeah and I also interesting because I listened to our Casino Royale episode this morning mm-hmm. um and I don't know if you remember because it was 2006 mm-hmm. but when Daniel Craig was cast as bond everyone's like we hate this that's man. That's right. I, we want him to die. That's right. Yeah, I remember that from yeah learning that in our Casino Royale. Yeah, and to oh, I uh, anyone who said that, I hope you are so embarrassed now. Well, I think it's interesting that now, twelve, what, how fourteen, fifteen years later, wow. everyone is like 
yeah, Daniel Craig's the shit. Mm-hmm. And it truly just goes to show people don't like new things. People just don't like new things. People hate new things. In entertainment, they hate new things because that's what will happen, right? Because there's already been so much controversy over who will play the new Bond. Because mm. remember that Idris Elba was up for a while and then they were like a woman and everyone was like, no, Bond's a straight white guy and nothing mm. else. Yeah. 100% though. Give it a couple of movies, all those people will be around the next Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just got to ease into it. Yeah. And now I'll miss him. I will miss him. Mm. I think, yeah, he was great. But he said, <laughs> I read that he said in an interview that he would rather slash his wrists than star in another Bond film. That's fair enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. That is absolutely fair enough. I said that in a, <laughs> an interview to promote the film. Yeah, not the best way to put things. <laughs> not super aware. <laughs> Mental health. But. Oh. One more thing we haven't spoken about. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge wrote on this film. Did she yeah. now? Sorry, that was so high. <laughs> I'm going to bleep that out. I said, did she now? She did. <laughs> that was another, Not a, that wasn't a controversy, but it was just another update over during the production of this film that I remember is that they wrote the script. The, I read that there was a bit of fuck around with the scripts and a director left and they had to bring on another director and stuff. But then uh, Daniel Craig himself requested that they get Phoebe Waller-Bridge on to punch up the script and make it better dialogue and character development and stuff. So she did script. She did punch-ups on this. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. That's really cool. Because also this is like the funniest yeah. Bond movie, but in like a suave way, not yeah. like silly funny. Yeah, it's not a, it's not suddenly become a comedy with like slapstick or gags or anything. Yeah. But I did, yeah, I was trying to find, oh, like what would she have done? So I reckon she did a lot about the Paloma character. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. That was probably like her main thing. <laughs> For sure. And the fact that we were saying like it's softer and a more humanizing uh, movie of Bond, I wonder if, if she had something to do with that because she's a mm. she's a comedy writer she's a drama writer like she's not just action so she probably brought in a lot of stuff to to help that along as yeah. well hell yeah oh my god this movie just gets cooler and cooler yeah. and one more thing did you know daniel craig is married to rachel weiss yes i didn't know that i looked that up immediately i was like i found up- that out this morning and it's changed my life <laughs> oh my god it's such a fucking talented couple so hot yeah Ugh. <laughs> Um, I think to wrap up, mm. I think we should talk about the second 007 because I think it's very likely mm. that she will Drecken. be the next Bond. Okay. Because I don't know if there was a lot of like publicity about her character or Actually, if she was yeah. included in any of the trailers or anything like that. True. Um, so her name is Lashana Lynch mm-hmm. uh, and her character's name is Noni slash 007. 007. Um, what did you think of her performance? I thought she was cool. Yeah. I really liked her. Yeah. Um, I loved her introduction, how she, we thought she was just going to be one of the, a girl that Bond takes home and then she turns out to be a badass bitch. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like, I think I warmed up to her, which yeah. we might have, they might've expected us or wanted us to do. But at first I was like, mm, I don't know, but. Then she, I don't know, she just like her character warmed up and started being more helpful. And once they started being like on the same team, she kind of, I think, got to like stretch out a bit more. Yeah. With her range and stuff. So yeah. I really liked her. Yeah. She yeah. definitely, by the end, I was like, oh, bitch got range. Yeah. And I'm so, I've said bitch so much this episode. I it's mean, a bitch film. I know. I, no I, I, time I love to and bitch. respect women. Um, <laughs> 
But her also her fashion in this. Oh, she dressed oh my. hot as fuck. Oh my god, I want all of those outfits. Yeah, that first one with the white tank and the- oh my god, oh. so hot. And then when she when they're both. They've both gone to the island and so both her and Bond are wearing like all black because they're like in combat gear. Oh, she looks so fucking cool. Yeah. And I think they did a really good job of like, and she did a really good job of like being the person. I feel like, because essentially what's happened, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you leave a job and then someone replaces you mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter who that person is. Mm. You're like, they suck. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know you, but fuck you. Yeah, 100%. You can try to replace me? Yeah. I'm Beck Charlwood. Yeah. I'm third in charge in the cookware section at Ikea. <laughs> well, you think you can do what I do? Show up late every day, half ass my way through a four-hour shift? Nah, get out of here. Just try. Just fucking Just try. Fucking try. <laughs> and I think a lot of what endears her is when she does actually ask Bond, be like, hey, actually, I don't really know what I'm doing. And we're like, yeah. of course you don't. All right, give it here. Let me show you how it's done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's great. I would love to see her as as the main character. Yeah, yeah. I think she'd be really, really good. She'd be very cool. Yes. Um. So do you think Do you think she will be the next Okay, let's Bond? predict. Okay. I don't. Okay, because you, are you going to predict that she is? I, I'm so on the fence. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly flipping between like I'm 55% sure mm-hmm. to 45%. Oh, that's right on I know, it's that's right. right. right that's on. the decision maker mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think she will still be in it, but I don't think she'll be the main character. I think they'll bring in – I reckon it's going to be what I said earlier. They bring in someone else to be the new 007 and the franchise gets renamed 007 and it's not James Bond anymore. Oh, Maybe it's a bit further in the future and the kid has something to do with it. Oh, wow. I don't know. Maybe. They're my guesses. Perhaps. But I think it's going to be like whoever plays the main character in this, whether it's a Bond or a 007, I think there'll be like a really cool, not unknown, but up and coming actor with diversity. Yeah. For sure. I think it would be insane to cast. I mean, I understand why people want that (laughs) because of the tradition. Oh, (coughs) you don't have any time to die okay not today (coughs) what the fuck (laughs) i think we're good oh my god no we're not (laughs) oh my god what the fuck it's just water it's just my own spit. It's water. That's the deadliest substance known to man. Well, I think we're just gonna have to wrap, <laughs> we're just gonna have to wrap okay. up with this voice. Um, <laughs> I'm okay. I just choked on my own spit for the last <laughs> ten minutes, and I'm crying. That was. I don't crazy. know what to do. Do you, I Heimlich? Do you Heimlich for spit? No, just let me let me suffer. Okay. Avert your eyes, children. Don't look. Don't look at her. Pretend she's not here. Um, okay, so. Oh, um, so you're betting that she won't, but she'll be part of the universe? Yes. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say she is. Okay. And I'm going to say the same thing is going to happen. Everyone's going to say, 
oh my god I can't believe they cast a woman of color oh yeah for sure and uh, like she no one knows who she is yep. blah 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 and then she's gonna do it's gonna take two three movies for everyone to warm up yep. and then everyone will be obsessed and this is what will happen for the end, the rest of time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I, I would definitely put money on uh, them not casting a straight white male. I think they'll get some, yeah, someone diverse, whether someone of colour or mm. gender or sexuality. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is very exciting. Very cool. Okay. All right. Mm. Well, I have some questions for you. Oh, yes, please. Alexia, mm. did this movie make you horny? Yeah, but not in a, like, oh, James Bond's fucking everyone. He's so cool, horny. Like, heart horny for yes. James Bond finding fatherhood. Yes. Yeah. That was really nice. I really liked that he found, like, proper love. Yeah. That was soothing. Yeah. Um, did this movie make you horny? Yes. Not, like, uh, honestly, not, like, a sexual mm. horny. Like, I found everyone on this cast is very attractive. Mm. Mm. Um, but it was just, like, a... I was enjoying it. I was like, everyone in here is hot. That's great. Yeah. At no point was I like, oh, yeah. 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 Like, same. I'm sorry. Everyone had to hear that. that oh, was, yeah. That's oh. what Beck sounds like when she gets horny. <laughs> the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's very jarring for Alex. He's yeah. told me. <laughs> uh, would you recommend this movie on a date? Um, No. I, th- I would recommend this movie. I mm. recommend everyone go see it unless we've. I mean, we've spoiled absolutely everything sure, sure, sure. for a year. Um, but I thought it was great. I think on a date, unless they've like, if they've seen all of the James Bonds, mm. yes. But then that, then you get then you risk being taught about yeah. James Bonds. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon avoid this kind of a movie on your dates. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right, ratings. How many? Um. Oh, how about uh, Paloma sidekicks? Okay. Yeah. How? So how many Paloma sidekicks mm-hmm. out of five? Do I? Okay. I give the Paloma sidekick five Paloma sidekicks. Whoa. On its own. I thought that was great. A great sequence. The movie itself, I give a 3.5. Oh, very nice. Mm, 3.4. Oh. Still, why, the, why the 0.1 off? I just feel like I go to 3.5 pretty pretty. regularly for for ones that I like but didn't like adore um I think it was great and I like it more than the other two Craig Bonds I've seen but at the same time it's still not my movie Mm -hmm. it's still not I'm still not a Bond girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) in my eyes I could be thank you (laughs) I could be Flaps McGee for all you know (laughs) um but yeah it's still not my genre my movie so it's not like a four or a five what about you fair enough well that's you you're making your way at the scales I think you Mm. gave Goldfinger like a one or a two (laughs) and Casino Royale you gave a two oh yeah um I give this a four great I really liked it I had a lot of fun watching it Mm -hmm. um I thought it was a great film. I thought it was a really lovely send off for Daniel Craig. Yeah. And you can see how far like the Bond movies, I feel like his era of Bond really made efforts to move with the times. Yeah. And kind of reinvent the franchise as well. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so I really, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. And just fuck there's, this passes the Bechdel test. Yes. <laughs> you know, and there are for, for a heavily in quotes, duty franchise, there are so many women in this cast, yeah. which is just in itself amazing. Yeah, really, really cool. Great. Um, 
All right. Well, that was James Bond, No Time to Die. You guys, we release episodes weekly, so please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please join us next week when we watch Dante's Peak. And if you want to keep up with us and what movies we are reviewing, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Cinema Pod and like our Facebook page, Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. You can chat to us there or shoot us an email at guide to dude cinema at gmail.com. And if you want to give back to this completely free podcast, there's some ways you can do it. Uh, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They are really, really uh, important. Mm-hmm. Um, you can subscribe if you d- don't know how to read or write. Mm. Um, you can do that. Uh, and you can also subscribe to our Patreon where we have weekly content, weekly bonus episodes, mm-hmm. um, ad-free episodes. You get access to uh, discounts on our live shows um, and discounts to a bunch of other stuff that I can't remember right now, but it's all there. So much stuff, you guys. Yes. And we also have merch, dudesinapod.com. You can find tote bags and stickers there. Yeah. And Alexia, mm. I would like to say to you, yeah, Akumite to you, Akumite to you, <laughs> and yours. <laughs>